Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I, of course, am your host, flying solo today, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone's doing well, having a nice weekend. Couldn't really make the schedule work out with Justin this weekend because he's got work and a bunch of other stuff going on, and I had to run some errands and get some things done. So I did have some free time on this lovely Sunday afternoon to turn on the microphones for a bit. This will probably be a bit of a shorter episode because I don't have that much time to myself here, quiet time to myself to record. But there's a few things that I wanted to just touch on that we were, I was planning on talking with Jason, uh, Justin about, but we, uh, like I said, couldn't make the schedule work. But And we were actually going to talk about one of these on Wednesday, and we kind of ran out of time. And, and that's because I think Wednesday is when the first Neil Young, Joe Rogan, Spotify story broke. And we were talking, we talked a little bit about it just ourselves before we actually started recording. And then we just couldn't really get to it during the show. But this story has really sort of blown up over the last couple of days. And it's it's everywhere. There's uh, uh, musicians adding on to it. Some chick named Joni Mitchell. I don't know who the fuck that is. Joni Mitchell, some popular folk musician i guess who's also just a fucking old bag all these old fucks who used to be against the man have really they've really perfectly embodied that transition that you make you know as you go through life and you're you're a young rebel at least you used to be now the the young people that are considered rebels are lockstep with the the covid regime the government and hollywood and, uh, you know, the education system as well. So we, we don't really have any fucking young left wing rebels anymore. But it used to be, you know, you were young, you were against the man, you know, you had the, the whole 60s movement. Who these people were alive for if they're in their 70s. Now they're probably born in what, like, four, like late 40s or early 50s, I guess. And you would instinctively be anti-government anti-control, anti-people telling you what to do and how to live your life and what to put in your body. And, you know, hey, man, I can do what I want. I can smoke this grass, man, <laughs> you know, like these fucking hippies. And you know, Neil Young, didn't he, was he a Woodstock? I, I don't know. I mean, like all of these musicians there that claim to be fucking radical, used to be radical, Rage Against the Machines, another one. They're all getting old now, and they're transitioning into that phase where you support the government. I guess is it, and they're not on like social security anymore. Neil Young, Neil Young doesn't need the money. He actually sold the rights to I think half of his songs or something, fifty percent of the rights to his music. He sold for like a hundred million dollars a couple of years ago. 
So I don't know what it is about getting old and becoming a colossal pussy and carrying water for these politicians in Washington. I don't know what happens to people as they get older. This will, I assure you, this will never happen to me. Garen fucking teed. I will never be carrying water for the, the government institution or this corporate, you know, public private enterprise thing that we have going on now or the education system or the, you know, the, the main, the corporate press, the mainstream Hollywood media, all this shit. It's just never going to happen no matter how old I get. But th this is just it's very interesting to watch because you have these old fucking irrelevant people. And it, believe me, I like a lot of Neil Young's music. Uh, I guess it's not on Spotify anymore because he gave Spotify an ultimatum. It was either him or Rogan. And they I don't even think they hesitated for a fucking second. They did okay, Neil Young. Take your fucking music. Get off our fucking platform, Joni Mitchell. I have no idea who this bitch is. She's trying to get back into relevance. I don't think she she had her heyday in the seventies too. Like who, who the fuck is this old bag? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. But she's, I guess, making headlines now because she's attached herself to Joe Rogan and Neil Young. And Neil Young was irrelevant until he attached himself to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's the fucking man right now. He got 11 million downloads for his fucking podcasts. He's got hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, thanks to Spotify, but also all his other ventures that have been incredibly successful. He's popular across the political spectrum. He's, you know, he doesn't have an ideological audience. He just appeals to a lot of normal people, a lot of people who are curious and who have completely different ideological views like i don't agree with rogan on a lot of things especially politically like he's it, he'll really drive me crazy like when he had i talked about this on the podcast when he had bernie sanders on and you know when he talks about education and and, and all this like socialist stuff that he gets into i i disagree with rogan on all, all sorts of things like that but i i'm very interested to see the interviews that he does and the people he has, on, I mean, that's I don't listen to every Rogan podcast. It's all completely dependent on who he's having on and whether or not I'm interested in the guest. But I think he does a tremendous job, um, a tremendous service to the world, having these people on, having his own platform where you can't take him down. <laughs> these old irrelevant fucks can try and you can you can, you can have CNN and. And Brian Stelter's little fucking bald ass trying to go around to schools and get and and teach them misinformation. But it's not going to work. It's not going to fucking work when you put Joe Rogan's track record up against CNN's. Uh, Joni Mitchell says that there's very dangerous people spreading misinformation on Spotify, irresponsible people spreading lies that are costing people their lives. Now, let's think about that. Irresponsible people on Spotify uh, spreading lies and costing people their lives. She stands in solidarity with Neil Young, the global scientific and medical communities on the issue. Well, that's interesting because we've seen quite the transition of the global scientific and medical communities on this issue, haven't we? Despite their best efforts to deplatform and silence anybody who isn't in lockstep with their global scientific and, and medical agenda. 
if, if you came out two years ago and said, no, 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 these ventilators are killing people. No, 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 no. We should be treating this early with, you know, all these um, therapeutics like ivermectin and stuff like that before people get to the hospital. You were a heretic. You were silenced. You were deplatformed. You were kicked off of all these things for misinformation that turns out to be 100% fucking true. Go, go ahead and, and look back at all the um, all the fucking things that the the people claiming misinformation, the Brian Stelters of the world, CNN, the the corporate press, Fox News, all all these big news outlets that are trying to point this this gun of of cancellation culture at alternative media sources like Joe Rogan, like podcasts like mine, and and all these other. Um, like much, much, much smaller outlets who have still found ways to get deplatformed off of, uh, kicked off of YouTube and, and stuff like that. They, these are, are dying, as we were talking about on the last episode, antiquated models that are losing customers left and right. But they still have this weapon that they can sort of direct toward people. And you get this old, these old, fucking people i guess that are still stuck the the old dogs they're stuck in their ways stuck in stuck in the matrix you know they can't get out of it but they can direct this this mechanism this this weapon at other people and they're they keep trying to to point the gun at joe rogan and joe rogan just takes that fucking shit away like uh in rush hour with, with Jackie Chan, you know, he just fucking takes that gun and turns it around on him in a fraction of a second. You're not taking down Joe Rogan. He's the biggest fucking shark in these waters. And, you know, every day when I, I peruse the internet, I, I see all sorts of actual misinformation that's being pointed out, um, that that's being spread on, on main news outlets, the CNNs of the world, the, the big uh, corporate press, right? The government, the president, the vice president, Fauci, Mr. Science, all of these fucking, the actual misinformation that's really costing people their lives is being exposed left and right every single day. You don't have to even work very hard to find it. But, you know, like think back to all the things that they told us for the last two years. And how wrong they were and how detrimental it was to society. They've ruined the fucking world. These these monsters have ruined the world. And then they have the gall to turn around to Joe Rogan, who's just having conversations with people for a couple hours a day, and blame him. He's the irresponsible one, spreading misinformation. Well, what has Joe Rogan gotten wrong? And what have you guys gotten fucking right? Because, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Joe Biden said, you know, you're not going to get COVID if you get vaccinated. Fauci said if you get vaccinated, you become a dead end to the virus. A dead end. It just dies off with you. All you got to do is get vaccinated and you won't get not only will you not get COVID, but you can't spread it either. Vaccinated people don't carry the virus. They don't get sick. The vaccine was a, a virtually 100 percent effective you know, 99% effective, 90% effective. We've seen those numbers plummet. We've seen untold amount of people get the vaccine, spread and get COVID and spread COVID to other people, get hospitalized after being vaccinated, die after being vaccinated, not to mention all of the safe and effective things 
that have been exposed as complete bullshit. There, there's soccer players dying on the field, dropping from, you know, heart issues, inflammation of the heart. Uh, there was that one young girl, the, you know, she's like a, a college student or something. A teenage girl dies right after getting the vaccine. Uh, you know, Bill Gates, Rachel Maddow, the list goes on and on. Brian Stelter, my favorite, my favorite. You know, he'll say things like this didn't have to happen. This new COVID surge, whichever one they're talking about, there's always a wave coming, right? Whichever one's coming, it didn't have to happen. All you had to do was get vaccinated. And they shut down the fucking world. They've ruined people's lives. They locked you down in your houses. They're making you wear a fucking mask all over the place for no reason. They've even come out now and admitted that the cloth masks don't work. You have to have like the N95 perfectly custom fit to your face and like clamped on there. If you actually want to try to prevent some of the transmission, but we're still mandating masks, we're mandating vaccines. That was never supposed to be a thing either. Oh, you don't have to worry about a vaccine mandate. They're mandating it for fucking healthcare workers. They tried to mandate it for employers with 100 or more employees. They're trying to do it to truckers now. Um, and we'll get into the, the freedom convoy thing here in a minute. But they've been wrong about everything, every step of the way. The number of lies that just Fauci has come out and said that Rand Paul has exposed. I mean, if you turn on the TV and you go to any major cable channel, you will hear nothing but actual misinformation. And I will put Rogan's track record. I'll put my track record. I'll put all sorts of alternative media podcast track record up against the corporate press any single day of the week and twice on Sunday when it, when it comes to talking about spreading lies um, and, and being irresponsible with information. Do you imagine being as irresponsible as, you know, as these, um, all the testing that they did with these vaccines where they abandoned the control group and, and then coming out and saying, Hey, it's safe and effective. Don't worry. You'll, it's a hundred percent effective. You won't get COVID. You won't spread it. You won't die from it. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen if you take the vaccine. Uh, that's not irresponsible. There, there's no, there's no danger to taking these vaccines. And then it turns out that they're barely effective at all. Once we get these new variants, they're not effective. The effectiveness is practically zero. And the repercussions of that. And to have these old fucks that are supposed to be rebels, you know, musicians, comedians, uh, all these people that are, are supposed to be like cool and counterculture and and standing up for the little guy against the man and pointing out like the hilariousness of all this stuff and the absurdity uh, of all of this covid regime stuff they're all coming out on the side of government on the side of big pharma like all of these hippy dippy fucking musicians that were probably you know 30 40 50 years ago as anti-pharma, big pharma as you could get, you know, natural, all natural cures and things like that. And now they're siding with Pfizer. They're coming. And if you don't side with Pfizer, you're irresponsible. And you can't listen to my music anymore. I'm pulling it off the platform. Well, these, they're throwing fucking tan temper, little baby temper tantrums at 70, 76, however fucking old these, these irrelevant old fucks are. It's unbelievable to watch what this, this whole thing has just broken people. 
Uh, here's another headline. Another yeah, you want to talk about um, misleading disinformation. Misinformation. Here's the headline. Headline reads: Anti-vax Olympic gold medalist Sylvester Salani. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Dies of COVID, age 51. Wow, that's that's interesting because you know he's a gold medalist. He's probably in shape. He's pretty young at 51. But he's anti-vax, so that must be the reason why you know he died because he didn't get vaccinated, and COVID is so dangerous. And look what happens when you're anti-vax, even if you're young and healthy, you'll, you're going to die of COVID, right? That's the implication of the headline. Now, this was in um, this was in the Independent, okay, and that was the headline. Now, if you actually read beyond the headline, turns out that this supposed anti-vax Olympic gold medalist was, in fact, vaccinated. (laughs) He had the vaccine. He got the vaccine so that he could continue to be a gymnastics coach. And he died shortly after receiving the vaccine, which also makes you wonder, huh, let's see here. A lot of most 51-year-olds don't die of COVID, especially ones that are in like tip-top physical shape gymnastics. I mean, you look at the guy, he's not morbidly obese. I don't know if he has any other underlying conditions. The The article didn't get into it. They just said, up oh, anti-vax, died of COVID, 51. That, that's basically all you're given. He was put on a ventilator, he got uh, pneumonia, and he died. And that, that's all we know, except that they had a couple throwaway sentences, one being he was actually vaccinated, even though he was so anti-vaccine. And two, it was like really close to being vaccinated. You know, the, the, the only reason they said that was to say like, oh, well, it was like within a, uh, the two week period or something of getting vaccinated. And so that's why he hadn't had time to develop the sufficient antibodies to fight off COVID. So the vaccine, like even though he was vaccinated, he wasn't actually fully vaccinated because it was within that window where he contracted COVID. Or the skeptical person that might question this narrative would say, hmm, I wonder if the vaccine contributed to his death in any way, shape, or form. Seeing as right after he got vaccinated, he died of something that, you know, they're blaming it on COVID. Not a lot of 51-year-old, healthy 51-year-olds die from COVID. Not a lot. Look at the numbers. But to just put out that fucking headline, anti-vaxxer dies of COVID at 51. Turns out he was fucking vaccinated. <laughs> so, and I don't know if he's actually anti-vaccine. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of that at all. But this is what we're dealing with here. That's the independent. We're, we're, this is the, the actual misinformation, misleading headlines, withholding crucial details. You know, you'll see all these headlines all the time, you know, like healthy, young, whatever, dies from COVID. And then they show you the picture of the person. And they weigh 485 pounds, and they've been confined to a wheelchair. They got, they're got they morbidly obese. They've got diabetes, hypertension, who knows what else. They're double-fist and fucking cheeseburgers, down in big gulps, and eating bonbons all day. Oh, perfectly healthy person dies of COVID. I guess that's what uh, constitutes perfectly healthy now in America. As long as you're coming, coming in under a metric ton, you're perfectly healthy. It's fucking unbelievable, man fucking unbelievable and what's what's really crazy about this whole thing is is that these you know this this left-wing push you know it used to be like a hate speech was the way that they silenced you 
oh, that's offensive. That's hate speech. You need to be silenced. You're a bad person. And hate speech, very hard to define what is hate speech and offensive. And anybody can claim to be offended and therefore you need to be silenced. They like these really vague terms, these vague notions that they can accuse you of and justify having your your life ruined, having you silenced. And now they've gone from hate speech to misinformation and disinformation. Again, what is misinformation? What is disinformation? Who gets to decide what that is? Why are we leaving that up to government? I mean, literally, the, the job of government, if you are in government, your job is to misinform people, is to disinform people, is to constantly lie to them, to get reelected, to usurp more power. That's what they do. They are in the misinformation business. Has a politician ever told you the truth about anything? No. No, not unless their name is Ron Paul. Hasn't happened. Has not fucking happened. All they do is lie to you. And even, you know, Democrat, like liberal Democrat voters are getting a, an ass full of this right now. Every time I pull up a quote from, you know, Twitter of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, they're asking about student loans. When are you going to do this? When are you going to forgive our student loans? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I suppose if inflation gets bad enough, they might try to do it to alleviate some of uh some of that for you, some of that uh, pain for you guys. But they don't seem to have that very high on the agenda list, do they? Even though it's all they would fucking talk about before. Hey, stop that. Sorry, fucking dog scratching the floor for some reason. I gotta take him out. He's ready for a walk here. <laughs> There's no politician that ever tells the truth. Nothing they ever say is true, ever. Oh, this isn't going to add to the debt. This won't add one dime. This is all paid for. Safe and effective. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. But they've coined this term, misinformation. They've donned themselves the, the arbiters of what is truth. And now they get, to, you know, they get to put their pressure on all of these private corporations, these big tech companies, to do their bidding for them. And this is why you, you just cannot have a public-private uh, relationship. You can't do it because politics poisons everything. And the second you get in bed with the government, they ruin it. They absolutely ruin it. They will, they will corrupt the private enterprise. They will force them to do things that they wouldn't normally do. They'll co coerce them into doing their bidding for them. And their bidding is inevitably the things that they couldn't legally do themselves. So they'll, they'll use a private company to get around the constraints of the Constitution, like they did with the Federal Reserve and printing money. They were never supposed to be able to do that. Well, how do we get around that? Well, we create this private company, Federal Reserve. It's private, so they can do whatever they want, even though the president appoints the fucking – the head of – the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and they have to be fucking uh, – they have to give all these congressional fucking uh, justifications, all these hearings and stuff in front of Congress. And they can be pulled in front of Congress and, and ridiculed and, and questioned and, and disciplined and things like that. And if they want to be reelected, well, wink and a nod, you better do what the president wants you to do. Uh, that's not private. Uh, that's, that's politics poisoning private enterprise. And it will always be that way. 
no matter what you do. Look what they've done to science. Science used to be a thing where you questioned everything and you had to prove, you had to have proof of what you were doing. You had to be able to prove it uh, on, you know, scientifically prove that this is like this whole misinformation. They just scream misinformation like a bunch of lemmings. Misinformation, misinformation. They're spreading misinformation. What misinformation? What did they say that's wrong? I mean, we can we can point to a million fucking things that they've gotten wrong, that they lied about, that that's actual misinformation, and we can prove it in fucking charts and data. Scientifically, we can show them that. So we don't have to just say misinformation. We can just pull up a fucking chart and be like, this is what they said, and this is what actually is. It's very simple to do. But when you've got nothing, when you've got literally nothing, and you are caught in lie after lie after lie, all you can say is misinformation and propagandize people to just repeat it and, and stuff their heads full of bullshit headlines to back your story. But look what politics has done to science. It's completely ruined it. There is no science anymore. There, there's just a, a religion. You know, it's just like you can't treat this any other way except the way that we say to be treated, and that's a vaccine. You can't use any of these therapeutics. You can't, um, you know, use rely on natural immunity or anything like that. You can't question this. Just it's dogma. It's it's do it's just do this. Don't think about it, or or we'll cancel you, or we'll, we'll make your life as miserable as possible. They've come out and fucking said that this isn't about this. This isn't about that. This is about making your life as miserable as possible because you're not following our orders. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you and you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee. Order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. And I mean, the repercussions of this are are going to be devastating if it doesn't get nipped in the bud now. When they when they start coming after this from a, a climate, a climate change angle. I mean, then everything, everything goes out the window that they've already corrupted the science on that. You can't question the climate science either. So-called science. You'll get deplatformed. You won't get any fucking funding. All, all these things, if you don't go lockstep with the climate science and then they've got president for shutting down the world, for banning you from things, not letting you out of your house, putting you in camps, you know. Remember when Donald Trump was elected and all of these fucking lefties were like, oh, my God, he's Hitler. He's going to round up black people and put them in camps and stuff like that. He's like literally Hitler. And, you know, he doesn't do anything like that. And now they're actually 
wanting to, and in some countries, rounding up people and putting them in camps. And we talked about that poll a couple of weeks ago on the show where over half of fucking Democrats think you should be put in a camp for not getting vac- vaccinated, have your kids taken from you, all kinds of stuff. And you realize this is all just projection. These are evil fucking people. And they, you know, they think about what they would do to you given the opportunity and they project that onto their enemy. Oh, he's going to round us up, put us into uh, concentration camps. <laughs> well, look at where we are today. Look at what they're willing to do to you if you question their science. It's not even just being deplatformed. It's you should be put in a camp. And, uh, you know, there is, like I said, there there is a big pushback on this. And thankfully, it seems to be gaining a lot of a lot of support. There was this massive truckers convoy driving across Canada. It was like 70 something kilometers long, which is like 43 miles long or something like that with you know people joining in from the US and they were driving across Canada. They were going to go confront Trudeau's fucking totalitarian ass and like the colossal pussy politician he is guess what he does he skips town the second he has to come face to face with the people whose lives he's fucking ruined or trying to ruin who who, who's he's been trying to forcefully inject with experimental gene therapeutics the second they come into town he talks tail like a complete puss and skips town makes up some bullshit story about how he came into contact with somebody and he needs to isolate somewhere Okay. Okay. But he's been vaxxed. He's been boosted. He's done everything, I'm sure, right? He wears his masks all over the place. He's got all of his shots and everything like that. But he's got to go, you know, he's got to go to Mars to get away from people because he had a close encounter with somebody who had allegedly tested positive for COVID. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're buying that. Watching the media try to downplay this, downplay how big this convoy was, 40 fucking miles long. Thousands of trucks, thousands of people, millions of people in support of it all over social media, all over the fucking world. This this is making worldwide news. They all love it. They're all backing these fucking truckers. They're, They're backing their right to make their medical decisions themselves. They're backing their right to... Uh, protest these vaccine passports and the lockdown tyranny and and what does the the truth tellers of the world the corporate press the mainstream media the politicians how do how do they cover this well they tried to downplay it say it wasn't that big of a deal they propagandized it it's always these racist backward redneck hillbillies too bad Justin isn't here to give us the, the redneck perspective on this. But that's all it is. It's this fringe group of racist back ne- uh, backwoods hillbillies just trying to, fle- trying to flex their freedom and endanger your life. And by the way, it's not that big a deal. And oh yeah, it's actually probably some Russian actors are, at the, are behind this whole thing. I'm not making that up. There, th- some of these uh, Canadian news outlets were trying to blame Russia for this which is fucking hilarious it's always russia russia Russia. even in canada i didn't know that they had this whole russia conspiracy thing in canada but here we go have a listen i do ask that because uh you know given canada's support of ukraine in this current crisis with russia i don't know if it's far-fetched to ask but but there is concern that russian actors could be 
continuing to fuel things uh, as this as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from from the outset. Well, again, I'm going to defer to uh, our uh, partners in the public safety, the uh, trained officials and experts in that area. Oh, God. So um, apparently when I went to play that sound clip, my recording stopped and I've just been talking to myself for about a half hour about all kinds of things and I got none of it, none of it on tape. So that is incredibly disheartening. I don't even know if I want to fucking if I even have time to go over what I just talked about. God damn it. That's annoying. Unfucking believable. Well, uh, the whole point of that was to show how fucking ridiculous the the corporate press is, even in Canada, where they're blaming stuff on Russia. This is all a whole big Russian conspiracy. Oh man, I just don't. I don't know if I have it in me, guys. I don't know if I have it in me to just go over, like re- try to repeat what I just said. F- suffice it to say that it was probably the best thirty minutes of this podcast, and it's all lost to just the dog here he was the only one that got to hear it it really is just unbelievable these are the people you know the misinformationers uh or the people who are the people claiming that that joe rogan is poisoning the world with misinformation are out here trying to downplay how big this convoy was and blame it on russia like russia got together with all these backwood hillbilly truck drivers and came up with this this idea to go protest, drive across the, the country, drive across to Ottawa and go protest the lockdowns and the vaccine mandate. Yeah, that all came from Russia. There ain't, you know, Russia, <laughs> I mean, even if it did come from Russia, uh, the only way you could actually stir them up enough to go do this is to point out how fucked over they've been by their own country. By the politicians, by the Justin Trudeau's of the world. They lock them in their fucking houses. They're trying to force them to get vaccinated in order to work. Even if that did, even if the motivation came from Russia, who gives a shit? The, the actual, they, they would just be pointing out how poorly you've been treated. Not, they're not the ones actually doing anything. They're just like, hey, you're getting fucked over by your country. Oh, you know what? You're right. I am. So I'm going to go drive down there and give that guy a piece of my mind. Except that they can't because... He tucks tail and and skips town because he allegedly had a um an encounter with somebody who tested positive for COVID. Conveniently, right when the the truckers and and all these protesters were about to roll, uh, arrive in town, and he was going to have to come face to face with all of the people whose lives that he's fucking destroyed over the last couple of years, and who's he's trying to actively destroy them going forward and force them to do things in order to provide for their families as soon as he's about to come face to face with them what happens oh i gotta go into hiding for five days because i came into contact with somebody who has covid19 even though he's been vaccinated he's got all his jabs and all that shit and he wears his mask and oh by the way he mentioned that he tested negative for covid so he doesn't have it but he's still gonna skip town because you know ottawa health rules say you should (laughs) okay Okay, that's very, very fucking convenient. And it's always these pussy politicians. They, they, they are spineless jellyfish. As soon as they are confronted by the people whose lives they've ruined, they tuck tail and run every single fucking time. And, you know, they, they keep picking these fights <laughs> for, for being pussy politician spineless jellyfish. It's, it's odd that they keep trying to pick these fights that they can't win. Going after Joe Rogan. You can't beat Joe Rogan. 
You can't do it. He's going to win. He is bigger. He is tougher. He is smarter. He's got fuck you money. And he's got a following that that believe in him, that are dedicated to him. His listeners aren't going away if you kick him off of Spotify. <laughs> okay? He'll go someplace else. And 11 million people, probably more, growing by the day, will go with him. Because they, they can see through your bullshit. They can see that this was not a big Russian conspiracy. Okay, They can see your misinformation, and they've realized that they've been lied to on a number of things. That they, most of Joe Rogan's listeners probably only know a, a fraction of the lies that they've been told their entire life. A fraction of a fraction. If they knew everything, they'd be listening to this podcast, and I'd have 11 million viewers. But it's enough for them to say, fuck you, corporate press. Fuck you, major news networks. I'm going. I'm going with Joe. You can't beat him. Yeah, you, you're picking a fight with truckers. You're not going to beat the trucker in, in in this game of chicken. They can just stop the flow of goods if they really wanted to. And then you're going to have millions of people angry at you because you poked that bear. I mean, just imagine what would happen if they all stopped delivering goods at the same time. You know, it'd be like imposing sanctions on the American people or on the Canadian people, for that matter, through a vaccine mandate. It would be nice if they could impose these sanctions on the politicians, you know, the, the Trudeaus of the world who have, who have isolated himself and his family. They, they skip town so they don't have to deal with the repercussions of all of their uh, totalitarianism. But wouldn't it be nice if you could just somehow um, not deliver goods to them? We, we could sanction politicians. And meanwhile, the rest of us who who shouldn't have to bear the the consequences uh, of the of the reaction to these to these orders, we would all just be fine. But I mean, the uh, the, the things that that trucking controls, the, the the things that they deliver, you know, we we've come become so complacent, and so uh, we take everything for granted this day and age that everything's just going to be there when you need it. Everything's going to be one click away on Amazon. You, you, you pull up your Amazon app, you click on a few things, and maybe even that same day, something gets delivered to your house. That is unbelievably convenient. And I, I was talking yesterday. That's, it's one of the few things that I actually miss about America is having Amazon. The ability to just pull something up, whatever you need, and have it delivered same day, next day, maybe two days at most for free, no, no shipping charges, nothing. And they have everything you need, anything you could possibly want, you could find on there. Instead of like being down here in Mexico, you have to go like across town to a store that might have it. They usually don't. And then you ask around for another suggestion. You try that place. You end up going to three or four places before you find it. If you find it, it's, it, it takes it, you know, it's one of the reasons why I couldn't do an episode with Justin yesterday. I had to go run some errands. I had to go look for some things that uh, if I was just back at my place in Chicago, I would have just ordered it on Amazon and it would have been there in two seconds. We, we take all of this modern day convenience for granted. And uh, there are very few people alive today that that know what it's like to to not have like life saving devices, things, you know, so you could be dying from something 100 years ago. And today you just walk into a Walgreens and it's right there on the shelf. We take all of that for granted. And you don't, you, you don't know how good you have it until it's gone. 
and, and picking a fight with the people that are actually the ones responsible for putting those things on those shelves is a very, very dangerous game to play, which is why Trudeau is skipping town, which is why every politician gets out of Dodge the second they're faced with the people whose lives they're actively trying to ruin. Unfortunately, you know, these it's hard to get like really excited about these types of protests. I mean, I, I don't think they, they never seem to have any effect. You know, they just fizzle out after a few. That's why he's he's going away for five days. He's just like, I just need to wait for this to blow over. They'll lose interest. They'll lose steam. They'll go back to work kind of thing. And that's usually what happens. Now, I don't know if they might have to capitulate on the most extreme measures that they're implementing. Like, okay, maybe no vaccine mandate, but they could institute, they can keep instituting these lockdowns and all these like ridiculous restrictions that they have crossing the border and things like that and the testing. And people are just, we've been conditioned to live with it in just two short years where we've been uh, propagandizing conditioned to live like that. And we'll probably go back to doing that. But all these protests just seem to fizzle out and nothing ever changes. I mean, look at all the, the Black Lives Matter, mostly peaceful protests from 2020. It took those a much longer time to fizzle out. They lasted a few months, right? Like the whole summer that they were going like crazy, massive, massive riots in the streets. But when they did lose interest and they lost their steam and it sort of fizzled out, what changed? Nothing. Everything's exactly the same that it, as it was, except a lot of businesses have been ruined. They're boarded up, um, and uh, you know crime is on the rise in in most major cities because the you know things got worse. They didn't get better, and nothing that they actually wanted to have happen. Their so called uh, goals or you know their claims of goals, uh, none of that came to fruition. Did it? Absolutely not. And it never seems to. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this whole truckers thing. But it, it is nice to see, you know. And well, the other thing is, it depends on where you go. You know, we were talking earlier about the the corporate political poisonous relationship that that's out there. Well, go on to Google and do a search for the you know the Freedom Convoy versus going on something like DuckDuckGo. You'll get completely different stories. One will downplay it. One will, you know, shit all over it. <laughs> you know, say it's it's just a bunch of, uh, you know, backwoods hillbillies trying to flex their freedom at your expense, putting your life in danger so they don't have to, you know, get injected with a perfectly healthy, perfectly safe vaccine. And then the other one will tell you like how much public support that this is widely accepted and there are millions of people that support what they're doing they're even donating i think they've raised last time i checked there was a gofundme it was like raised over eight million dollars from tens of thousands of donations so just case in point they they poisoned uh, talk about misinformation it, you can't get it, it's very hard to get true information as to what's going on if you're using one of these platforms that have been poisoned by politics. So I, I think we can probably get out of here on this, but things like, like the, the Joe Rogan issue, the Spotify issue, gives me a lot of hope for humanity. And I think we will continue to win those types of battles. I don't know how much of a, an effect a bunch of trucks getting together and driving across Canada is going to have. Other than it just it shows a lot of people out there that they're not alone, even though it feels like you are 
alone on an island because they've gotten control over over you know everything on TV. They've got the whole political class, the educational class, Hollywood's on board, uh, Google, you know, YouTube, all, all these big, I guess YouTube is Google, isn't it? All these big platforms. It, you may feel like you're alone, but you actually see thousands and thousands of people out there who's, who share your, um, ed, you know, your aversion to this type of, to this whole COVID regime thing. And so that's nice, but I don't know if it's going to have any effect. Uh, but regardless, you know, I hope they keep doing what they're doing. Uh, keep, you know, any form of peaceful protest that will let these people know that we're not going to stand for it. I support. So I hope, you know, they keep doing what they're doing. Joe Rogan will keep doing what he keeps, you know, what he's doing. I'm sure of that. You know, he's not, he's not going to back down from a fight either. And, uh, you know, they keep on trucking, as they say. And uh, I guess we'll go from there. Joe Rogan embarrassing anybody that comes after him and just continuing to get bigger and bigger and having more and more influence. Um, I, I think that's the, that's the route that's going to have the most success. And anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap there. Sorry about the recording issue. I had probably another 10 or 15 minutes of the best content you guys would have ever heard. And it's lost to just me and Iggy here. I don't even remember what I talked about, to be honest with you. As soon as I say it, I forget it. But that is really frustrating. So hopefully that won't happen again. Now I got to go find that clip. Even the clip didn't record. <laughs> so <laughs> we really got nothing. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And if you want to become a supporting listener of the show and get into the Friday night happy hours that we do, we will be doing one next Friday. Well, I guess this Friday, right? Yeah, this Friday. This coming Friday will be another version of that at 6.30. All you got to do is go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com, click on the Support the Show tab, and set up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination that you want, and we will get you in there. You will automatically get an email to every uh, Friday night happy hour that we do. It's really a lot of fun, and we had a lot of new... Uh, yeah, we have a, a good group of regulars that come on, but a lot of them didn't make it for whatever reason last week. And some of them said they didn't get the email. So I don't know if something, I probably screwed something up on that end that, that I normally do. But, you know, there was a guy from Australia on there that I really enjoyed talking to, which is, you know, how often do you get to talk to somebody from Australia, especially this day and age with everything that's been going on over there? And it was just a very interesting perspective to get. And you never know who's going to hop on and, and, and throw back a few cocktails for you. I think it was a little early for him. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning or something. And it was you know 7 o'clock at night for us. But uh, yeah, we get started about 6.30. It's a lot of fun. So you guys can do all that for me. I should be back with Justin probably Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.